Hi, I'm Omar. Hope you're doing well. Would love to hear from you. Hey, you look like a fun girl. Tell me, what are your hobbies? These are just some of the sad, tragic, boring opening lines you guys are using online. Well, stop being a fucking bore fest and start being interesting. Want to learn how? Come to your local banter expert. That's kristencarney.com slash datinghelp. She'll help you go from mundane to fundane. Only with better lines than that one, I swear. And Ask Women listeners get a very special discount because we know you're going to be wasting your money on her on Valentine's Day. Why do it here? Save 15% off at kristencarney.com slash datinghelp. Promo code VALENTINE. That's 15% off. You heard it right. A big one five. That's one five at checkout with promo code VALENTINE. This commercial was brought to you not by Dignity. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have Jim Wolf, who is an expert on telling you and telling us how to keep her. We don't really talk about keeping a girl. We talk about attracting her most of the time. So he is the expert on the stages of date three to date nine to getting a girlfriend and then hopefully turning that into something long lasting and wonderful. And he's going to share all of his secrets on how to do that on this show. So keep listening. Hey, welcome to the Ask Women podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Carney, here with Marnie Kinris. And today we have someone who helps attract the right woman and helps you keep her. And he's author of The Attract and Keep Her System, Jim Wolf. Thanks for joining us, Jim. Hey, thanks so much for having me on. my very... Hey, oh, you're welcome. This is my very hey, official Kristen. interview. Hey, that's my very <laughs> official interview voice, by the way. I don't usually introduce people that succinctly. Wow, that was great. Thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> usually she puts them down a lot more. So you got you, you got lucky with your introduction. So it's good. <laughs> I'm really hoping she'll do that a little more. I feel a little, uh, little jealous about that. I know. Well, I don't know if Kristen wants me to give this disclaimer, but it's a bit of a hard day for her. She, um, I mean, every day is a hard day for her, but um, <laughs> today... <laughs> I don't know if you want me to share information or just give it the yeah, disclaimer. I, mean, I don't care. Okay. Well, sadly, she has to put her adorable dog down tomorrow. So she's a little depressed. She's losing her love. She's having a breakup, the extreme breakup, becoming a widow. So it's it's very yeah. sad for her. Yeah, yeah. you are. It's going to be a hard transition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, really but, you know, maybe Jim will uh, help you f- soulmate dog because Jim's specialty is not typically what we talk about, but we should talk about it a lot more. Um, Because I think a lot of the guys that listen to this podcast are now taking the advice that we deliver um, and using it to get into relationships or date lots of women. And Jim is an expert in, what's your system called? Getter and keeper. Basically, like how do you keep the girl after you attract her? And also something that you specialize in is helping keep her in your basement. Right. (laughs) How do you decide? Right. Well, let's hope so. Um, which women are are right for you? Because anyway, I want you to talk about this. Forget about me talking about it. I I want you to explain 
what that means for guys. Like, how, let's start with how do you pick the right woman for you? Well, that's a really deep question, Marty. I appreciate that first <laughs> off the bat. <laughs> so that's a that's a great question for men because I think that in general, most men when they're dating, they kind of have one particular woman in mind and they just want to know how to get her. And yeah. I really think that's kind of the wrong approach. And it's not generally the approach that women use, in my opinion. So uh, for the most part, I think that's where men are at. And instead, if a guy will say, okay, why don't we try to find out which women are interested in me and then uh, raise their interest and kind of see who they are over a period of time, that's a better approach. And so most men, when they see a woman they find attractive, they already think that she's qualified to like be their girlfriend, be their wife, uh, yeah, hook she's up perfect. with them. Yeah, exactly. They already kind what? of have that in their mind. Go ahead. Yeah, well, it's funny because I just got an email today and this is an email, I, you know, not the exact same wording every single time, but that I've gotten sure. over and over and over again. Oh, there's this girl at work or there's this girl at yep. whatever place. Um, yeah. I think she's perfect for me. I haven't really talked to her yet, but, right. <laughs> and I just find that so interesting. It's like, no, the correct sentence is you want to do her and you find her attractive. That's it's not perfect exactly. for you, but basically I'm saying like, what does that mean to select somebody that is good for you? And what does it mean for men when they're talking about a woman who's perfect for them? And how do they expand on that? There's actually a lot of things to look for. And this is why when, when guys email me about wanting to be with a woman or to marry her, I always recommend that you wait at least two years before you actually get married to someone. Because in the beginning stages of dating, let's say, Marty, that you like someone or Kristen, you like someone and you're having a really good time and you're like, oh, finally, <laughs> like, this is great. Like, cool. This is awesome. I can actually see myself with this person. <laughs> well, during those first few months, like you're going to have a lot of chemicals going through your body, a lot of hormones going on. Uh, the attraction is going to be really strong at first. And you're really not thinking clearly in terms of like who would make a long, a good long-term partner for you. So yeah. it actually takes about two years for someone's personality to come out completely and for you to really know them to actually make a decision about whether you can be with them or not, or whether they're good for you or not. So that no really matter surprised, what age, that surprises me that it does actually take two full years. Cause I mean, yeah. I give like a good, probably three months and then I'm like, Hey baby, here I am. Do people really <laughs> usually wait that long to truly reveal themselves? Yeah. So the two to three wow. months. Thing is usually how long it takes for you to actually have a solid long-term relationship in terms of being someone's girlfriend or a boyfriend. And so, you know, that's usually when that happens in terms of like, so most guys, when they're, when they're, they first meet a woman, they think like, oh my God, I got the, I got to get the first date right. You know, I got to go for a kiss. They're really worried about that. And that's cool. But I really think like the beginning stages of dating, the first kind of checkpoint is the third date. Because if a woman will go on a third date with you, usually you can make it to like date number six to nine, first two to three months. And that's about how long it usually takes for a woman to say like, hey, like, where's this relationship headed? And that's kind of when you can right. ask her to be your girlfriend. And so that's that kind of initial stage. And so you're right. That's usually when that happens about that two or three month mark that you mentioned. Then after that, that's when you really start to get to know them in a different way. Like you're together. 
a lot of people after a year or so move in together or something like that. I don't necessarily recommend that, but uh, you spend a lot more time together and you actually start finding out who that person is in terms of how they are in a relationship with you. And so it takes a long time for your emotions to calm down, for your hormones to kind of chill out a little bit and for you to see like, oh, can I really handle the fact that this person never puts the forks back in the drawer? Like, is that going to be a deal breaker for me? Like that doesn't happen in the first six months. And after right. a couple of years, all of that stuff, although had all that, I known before, I right, would <laughs> That's the key. You got to know before. And so that's, that's kind of the biggest mistake that guys make, in my opinion, whether it's the first date or getting married is just running headfirst as fast as possible into a bad situation or into rejection, instead of just kind of taking a little bit more time and having a measured approach, even though you still have to lead, I think you should lead a little bit more slowly and kind of let things play out and let her take some steps towards you as well. Which I I like what you're saying. I'm not sure that I love giving anything a timeline because people are so different. Like once, if you get out of a divorce, you're very clear on what you want, what your values are. You may communicate differently. So um, I forget the phrase that you just used, but like um, instead of just giving it time, like the two-year mark, what are things you can do once you're settled in a relationship to figure out who this person is without, you know, becoming a private investigator and, you know, poking the bear every day saying like, who are you? Who are you? Freak out on me. Get mad about, you know, like, how do you, how do you communicate these things with the woman in your life in a safe, mature place so that if you didn't want to get married in four months, because you happen to have a Mm. feeling about this person that you could do that. Cause some, some people do just click or they do communicate better than other individuals do. And a lot of those things come out faster. So first of all, I I just don't think that four months is enough time. And that's just my opinion. Um, I think that you got to kind of let it play out more. And it doesn't mean that you can't be in a serious relationship and get engaged. I just don't think you should sign a legal contract that has all those implications until you really kind of do your due, due diligence, I guess on whether that person is actually a good choice for you. And yeah, you can be really clear about what you want. But again, like especially for a man, your vision is going to be really clouded in the first year or two when you have those high emotions and high hormones running through your body. And I think like, so there's a couple of ways that you can filter women in and out based on whether they're the right choice for you or not. And the first one is something that I think women are really good at this and they start doing it right away. And that's just kind of seeing how the guy reacts to various situations. And for a man, like we don't necessarily do that automatically. And so I think you have to let it go over a little bit more time to see how she reacts to different situations. And that's going to tell you who she is. And then, of course, there's the really serious stuff. And that's kind of like these big conversations about how you're going to handle finances together and how you're going to manage your house and all these kind of things that are not really romantic. And that's another reason to wait a little while too, because, you know, in the first six months, at least for sure, you want to be having fun a lot and not really being that serious. I think that there's a myth in our society that love is serious and actually love is light and playful. And that's one of the big reasons why it's difficult to have a healthy relationship in today's society because it's a myth that love has to be so serious so fast. And I think we need to slow it down, have a little more fun. And then, you know, when the time is right, have that conversation like, hey, if we take this next step and get married, 
here's what I would like to do in terms of our finances. What do you think about that? And kind of really think about that serious stuff at the appropriate time, not necessarily the first two, three, four, six months you're together. I agree with that. I actually, I remember when I first got married, um, I I wrote a book called like 101 Questions Before I Do. Mm. I, I never published yeah. it or anything, but just like interesting things that you, sh- you should discuss in like a safe yeah. space just to kind of know who the person is. But what about people who invest too much time in somebody like, I, you know, at two years, if you start bringing up these things and then you're like, oh shit, this is who I'm with. Like, I didn't know that. I mean, then you're already pretty invested at that point. But like, how 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 do you actually communicate these things without it becoming so serious? Like right off the bat, after the third or fourth month, what you were saying, how women are really smart and that they <laughs> start to see patterns and evaluate how you respond in certain situations. And this is a subconscious thing. It's not like they're planning these things out. But right, um, right. How how can can men be more conscious about these things and just say? Like for, for me, I, I advise men, even on a first date, to tell a story about some things that are really important to them, figuring out some sort of light story about a friend of theirs um, where something happens that gives them a good indicator on a value that's really important to them. So whether their value yes. is about being playful and fun or about being supportive and a good listener or about like whatever the value is, it's creating some semi-truthful story around it to see how that woman reacts in that time. So I guess I'm, I'm posing the question to you. What, what are your tactics um, so that you can find these things out a little bit earlier so you don't <laughs> waste a long period of time? And the thing is, if, you're, if you are enjoying a lot about a woman and there are small things, yeah. you can start to adjust those later. And they're not complete write-offs about her right away because there's always room for growth and learning and all of that stuff. But anyway, but what, what are your tactics for, for discovering these things about a woman you're interested in? I think that's a really important question for men because I think most men, when they're dating a woman that they're really attracted to and they want to be with her, they completely ignore reality. So <laughs> do women. They're just, women yeah, do that's too. true too. Yeah. Okay. So they're not really paying attention. So they ignore red flags. A lot of times uh, there'll be a red flag on the first date, second date, third date, and they just ignore it because their interest in her is so high. So the first thing is just to kind of... Right. Well, yeah. I mean, that's why her interest, his interest is so high, probably. Right. But. Her boobs are high. Yeah. <laughs> one reason, one reason of many. She's also really fun to be with. Right. And uh, so I think the first thing is just actually looking for red flags is a big step for most men. And they're like, oh, wait, I get to qualify women into my life as well. So it's not this kind of like manipulation thing or like playing games or whatever. It's just actually seeing if she's a good fit for you and not just, oh my God, I'm so attracted to her. And so just looking what, what for red about, flags. What about the idea of someone seeing a red flag and then in their head, they're like, oh, but she'll change or he'll change or I'll get them to adjust <clears throat> or something. Is that a bad thing to do? Unrealistic? Right. Great question. So depending on what the red flag is, obviously, if it's something that's an automatic deal breaker for you. She has then a beard. Should... That's what it is. Yeah, well. Well, that can <laughs> be shaved and lasered up. So that is fixable. <laughs> yeah, pay for a treatment or stop calling her or whatever. But she may not be open to it. <laughs> <laughs> so if it's a huge red flag, obviously, then you don't have to keep communicating with her. Uh, but if it's kind of a medium-sized one or a small one, then you just kind of make note of it and you look for a pattern. And if that yeah. red flag comes up again, then maybe you break things off with her at that point. 
or you and talk about them to clarify. I, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't exactly. always think you have to end like red flags mean bad person. Right. Yeah. You can get a little more information. You can see what they're, what they feel about it. You can see what they think about it. Maybe you're misreading it. It kind of depends on what the situation is. Right. But in terms of trying to change other people, if you don't like her the way she is, then she's probably not the right woman for you. Do you really believe that? Yes, absolutely. If you don't like certain think, things about the way that she is. No, okay. So there's obviously, no, no one is perfect. There is no actual perfect person for you. I want to get that out there right there. I think that there's no such thing as a soulmate. And if there is, you have thousands of them. And so right. we're all Im- imperfect humans. And I'm, I'm not saying that everything is perfect about her. I'm talking about like things that are over your line in terms of what you can tolerate and what your values are. And so if, so let me give you an example. If, a, if you're on a first date or a second date with a woman and she starts talking about her exes and she mentions that she's cheated on every ex she's ever had, that's a pretty big red flag. And you should think seriously about whether you want to continue with her or yeah. not. Unless she elaborates on like how she's dealt with that right now and she's changed or whatever. Right. But you can't make her change. She has to say like, oh, I had this thing in the past. I did this process to heal myself and now I don't have that anymore. But I think it's really dangerous to try to change another person and you can only change yourself. Yeah, I, th- I think that's very true. Um, I do want to ask one question. Can you provide some guidelines for men on things that they should be listing as what they're looking for? And I know it's different for every age group, but I know that we talked about in the beginning of the show where a guy's like, oh, she's hot. Like, she's perfect for me. Uh, it, are there better things to be? Not that that's a bad reason, but what are the things that you should be looking for if you are looking for a relationship and somebody to mesh your life with for, you know, a year, two years or for life? What are three things, let's say, or what are some guidelines to figure out how you figure out who actually is a better match, a good match for you? Sure. There's, there's actually a lot of factors to look for. And the, the most important ones, if you, if a man wants to be happy long-term, first of all, the most important thing to look for in the beginning is just that she's actually interested in you and doesn't have some other agenda for dating you. And so I think like the first thing to find out is if she's actually interested in you or not. And this is why I advise men to take women on a cheap first date, not necessarily one that makes you look cheap, but like having a one drink or a coffee or a happy hour or something, just because that filters out women who are only there because you have money or something like that. So okay. the first thing is she's actually there because she's interested in you. That's, it seems obvious, but it's not obvious to, to men. I, I don't think they're even looking at that. And then in terms of her qualities, you want her to be, you want her to have a flexible attitude towards life, whether you're with her or not. So this is a quality that she has, no matter how interested she is in you and no matter how she's treating you, it's just her general attitude in life. If she has a generally positive attitude and is able to kind of handle things fairly well, that's going to help you stay happy with her over the long term. That's a really important one. So let me give you an example of that. Let's say you're with a group of friends, you've been dating her for four or five, six months, whatever, and you guys all want to go to this really cool place. And then because she doesn't have a really flexible attitude, she's like, no, I don't want to go there, me. And she kind of like ruins the mood for everyone over a long period of time, that's really going to cause a lot of resentment inside you. And you're not going to be happy with a person like that. 
long term. So that's the first thing is a positive, flexible attitude. And then the second thing that you should look for is someone who is giving. And so this is not to take advantage of someone. And it's not saying that men shouldn't be giving too. It's just that for a man to be happy over the long term, it's important to be with a woman who actually thinks about you sometimes, thinks about doing something nice for you and doesn't just think about herself. And so those are two really, really big ones that are just part of her normal personality, regardless of how much she likes you. And those are really important things to look for. I think a lot of, I'm sorry to interrupt, but um, I think a lot of guys, their standards sometimes is just like, is a girl into me because I'm having such a hard time getting any girl whatsoever. So the first one that looks at me is going to be who I'm, who I'm set on. How do they get out of that? (laughs) <laughs> for a lot of guys, it, it takes go, going th- takes for, for a lot of guys, it takes going through a horrible relationship and divorce. But hopefully, yeah, you don't have to go that far. You know, I mean, if that's the case, you might ask yourself how you can work on yourself to become more attractive to yourself and in general. You know, are mm-hmm. you working out a lot? Are you eating well? Are you taking good care of yourself? Because those things are going to give you more options in terms of the women who are in- initially interested in you. And, you know, if you're doing online dating, then hire Kristen to help you with that, for example. Yes. Hell yes. And so, you know, like you want to have. Marnie. Yeah. Or but yeah, probably Marnie, Marnie. Of course. <laughs> no, Kristen's better oh, with online. Just Marnie. Yeah. No, no, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. I just, I think that if you don't find that you have a lot of options, you probably aren't doing everything that you can to put yourself out there. And so. Maybe you need to be more social. Maybe you need to work out more. Maybe you need to work on your online dating profile. Whatever it is, find a way to get several options that are acceptable to you so that you can start practicing this stuff and actually meet someone who's right for you, who makes you happy. Right. Well, it's interesting the values that you were speaking of. Like, I think that those are wonderful things to look for. But the truth is, is that you don't, if that's, those things are not important to you. I mean, they're nice things to me. I would be looking for that, but they're they're not like essential to some people. I mean, they should be, but like maybe they're not giving and maybe they're not good listeners and maybe they're not those people as well. And they are not positive people. Um, so they don't want those things. I'm just trying to like not shove yeah. guidelines no. down their throats, but I, um, sure. but I, I love those things that you're saying because yes, those are really important things for wonderful longevity and a positive, fun life. How how do so, guys pinpoint specifically what they would need in a partner? Like, how do they identify that? What would be beneficial for them? Yeah. So the thing is, the biggest killer of relationships and attraction is resentment. And those are two things that really reduce resentment in a relationship. And so even if you, you don't necessarily value it yourself, over 50 years, you're going to value it whether you think about it consciously or not. So those are things that I, I really think you should look for. but Beyond that, in terms of like your own, I think the biggest thing in terms of your own personal stuff that's outside of these things that basically uh, research shows that these kind of make you satisfied over the long long term, including like, you know, integrity, uh, she's able to trust you, she's trustworthy, all those things, she's loyal. Besides those things, for your personal taste, the biggest thing is your values. And so if she shares your values, that's the next thing after these kind of general things to look for. And so look for someone who shares a lot of your big values. And then of course, 
just think about what you want. That's a big step for a lot mm-hmm. of guys. Actually write down a list like, okay, I, if I had my perfect woman, what would she be like? And list all of those qualities on a piece of paper and then go through them and compare them to each other. Say like, okay, if she was funny, but she wasn't really smart, which one would I choose? And mm, then like kind that. of like, that's me. Yeah, just compare them to. Yeah, yeah. Go. Th- <laughs> You're smart and funny, as far as I know. I mean, I've uh, only listened to a couple episodes. Uh, but ask us, sir. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, you. <laughs> teacher's pet. Yep. <laughs> not really. Not at all. Actually, I got in trouble a lot in school. But whatever. <laughs> uh, so, uh, just kind of go through your list and figure out which ones are actually the most important to you. And I think. Again, most guys have never thought about this at all. And just taking that step of writing down the things that you might want is a really good place to start. Yeah, I think that's wonderful. We're going to take a a quick break. And then after the break, Jim, I want to talk with you about how to behave and act with a woman that you have decided you are in a relationship with, like steps for the first Ah. three months to a year and potentially even longer. But if anybody wants to check out Jim's program, which, what was it called again? It's called Attract and Keep Her. Attract and Keep Her. Go to winggirlmethod.com slash keep. winggirlmethod.com slash keep, And we'll be right back. Holy hell, you guys. I just saw before and after photos of guys who were balding, who used four hymns, and got amazing results. And they're not photoshopped results, but just a dude snapping a picture, sending it in an email, and then snapping one after and sending it in another email. And the results are fantastic. They're really crazy. And you can have the same results too, because guess what? Balding is now optional. Why would you pick bald over not bald? It's fine if you are, but why if you don't need to be? So I want you guys to go to forhims.com slash wants because our listeners get a trial month of hymns for just $5 today, right now, while supplies last. Check out their website for full details, but this would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or pharmacy. Hundreds versus five bucks. So go to forhims.com slash wants. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash wants. Forhims.com slash wants. All right, we are back with Jim Wolf. Thank you for sticking around with us. Uh, And again, thank you to our sponsors of the show. They are wonderful and they help us keep this on the air as do the people who listen to the show. So thank you to all of you for continually, um, continuously listening to our podcast and supporting Christian and I. Jim, so before the break, I was talking about how I want to figure out how to navigate these first three months to a year in a relationship because I've been having a lot of questions lately from guys, which is so refreshing for me to hear, you know, that they're asking about, okay, now I have her. How do I keep her? What are some steps and some rules? And I realize I don't really have rules and guidelines. I have opinions on how to behave and what to do, but you've thoroughly thought through this. So give me some basics of how to behave, how to how to act, and what to do during those first, you know, few months of the relationship all the way up to a year. Okay, awesome. So this is kind of what's in my system and I'd love to share as much as I can with you here in the show. So yeah. the f- during the first, when you first meet a woman and during those first two to three months, you're basically building that attraction up to the point where you can be in a long-term relationship and 
she's interested in you enough to make that commitment. And so that's actually, it's so interesting because the things that raise a woman's interest in you are not the same things that maintain her interest in you. And after, yeah. And so like, once she's already kind of deeply connected to you, she feels like she's in love with you. She has really high interest in you. And now you're in a committed relationship at that point. Um, that's when these kind of behaviors that a lot of guys think are good on the first date <laughs> actually start becoming good. Yeah. So once she's already super interested in you, then when you like kind of leave her a little note randomly once in a while, she might really like that. Whereas if you do that same stuff on the first date, she's not going to like that. So that's, it's, that's why it's kind of confusing because the right thing to do is different at different times in the relationship. Okay. Can you give and me so, an example of something like that? Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. So there's, there's a really big one, actually. Um, so there's, there's a thing called affection. And one way to kind of show affection is to kind of like hold her and just kind of look into her eyes and not without any alter, ulterior motives. You know, you're not going to go in for a kiss or anything. You just kind of give her some attention with your eyes in a really strong way. Okay. Oh my God. Let me just jump in real quick. Yeah. Dudes that only give affection when they want something or want a piece is the worst. Yeah. Do not do that. (laughs) Okay. Right. Kristen out. And (laughs) that's awesome. I totally agree with that. Yeah. And, you know, during the the beginning stages of dating, you probably don't want to be doing that a lot either. It's kind of maybe creepy if you do it on the first or second date. But if she's already in love with you. Why are you in love with me already? Exactly. You have to wait for her to fall in love with you. So that's the biggest point that guys miss women tend to fall in love slower than men. You know, like you can see a girl walking down the street and just be like, oh my God, I want to marry her. And that's, I don't think women really understand that that is real for us. (laughs) It feels just like that. Uh, But for women, it can take some time usually. So you have to let her interest in you catch up to your interest in her. I think that's what the beginning stages of dating are about. Okay. You know what I've noticed is I've noticed that women tend to have more masculine type of behavior at the beginning of a relationship sometimes than men. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like they're slower to fall in love. They're a little bit less affectionate. They're not as obsessed. And I think guys go into it thinking the girl's going to be like overly affectionate, overly in love. And it's they're blown away because that's not what they show in the movies, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. It's going to take some time for that to happen. And once she's like that with you, that's a great sign. That's really good. So once a woman's interest has reached that point where she's actually in love with you and you're in a committed relationship with her, then you have to maintain that interest. And you can do that for as long as you want, but it takes some, a little bit of work. Just like anything else, you have to put something in to, to get good outcomes out. And so one of those things that's really important is positive attention. And the biggest part of that is continuing to date your girlfriend or wife after you're already in a committed relationship. So even if you didn't go on traditional dates and you just kind of hang out, you should still go do things together frequently. Even if you have seven kids and you have 10 jobs and five mortgages, whatever it is, you should find time to have a light and playful time with her at least once every two weeks. I mean, that's a general guideline. Once a week is better if you can do it. People are busy, so that's cool. But just to maintain that vibe that you had when you first met, you have to create that. And you you can't have her plan it. No, no, no. Just like in the beginning, you want to keep. I I always tell guys that keep dating her, or some other guy might start. 
Right. It's very true. It's very, very true. I love that. Actually, you know what? While you're talking, I'm going to interrupt you because I do want to backpedal a little bit because I do realize that the one to three months is really important. And if you're you're open to it, I'd kind of like to discuss and like delve into that because it's how do you get to that point where she says, I want you to be my boyfriend? Like what, what are you doing during that time? Because <laughs> I got somebody who, who wrote into me saying, oh, I've been seeing this girl for, you know, two and a half months and this is happening and this isn't happening and this is happening, like all these wonderful things. And he'll say like, well, okay, how do I keep the challenge up? And, you know, do I text yep. her back right away? I'm like, yeah, she said, I love you already. There's oh, no okay. more. Ch- there's no more challenge on that level. Like text her back. Yeah, you, right you away. won. You already won. Yeah, you're in it. You're in it. But so, but like how? She says, how, "I love you." You win. Yeah, exactly. Now, now we get to move on to the relationship. But like, how? How do you get to that point without you know being too distant and too challenging? Like, how do you slowly give more without again becoming creepy or needy or overly independent? Okay, so let's go through that whole beginning stage, and that's yeah. awesome. And I heard you, I heard you talk about on a, another episode, I heard you talk about this too, where it's like, where does it stop being a challenge? Because you have to kind of take action as well. Well, yeah. here's the difference. You have to lead and also not chase. There's a big difference between leading and chasing. So leading is like, uh, give me your number. Uh, do you want to go to this coffee shop at 7 p.m. tomorrow? You know, that's leading. Whereas chasing is like, you got her number and now you're texting her 5,000 times. Right. There's a difference between like sending her that one text saying like, hey, let's meet up versus sending her gifs for five hours per day. Right. So you, ha- you have to lead, but chasing is not good. So, okay. so when you first meet a woman, obviously you have to establish attraction and build rapport and all that stuff that you've talked about a million times in your first conversation, get her number, or maybe you met her online and you got her number. And then you have to go on the first date. So the first thing to do is ask her out. And it's so surprising how many guys just never ask her out. You know, like if you're interested in a woman, ask her out. Don't just have this like fantasy of like, well, maybe she likes me, maybe she doesn't. Your job is not just to uh, get her to like you. Your job is to find out if she likes you. Because nothing, nothing happens unless she's interested in you first anyway. So... Don't kind of beat around the bush. Just find out if she's interested in you. And that doesn't mean kind of like text her 5,000 times a day. That just means take steps forward and see how she reacts. So once you start a conversation with her, you have her number, maybe wait a few days and then ask her to meet up with you. And when you ask her out, ask her to meet you on a specific day at a specific time for a specific activity and give her the details of that. And you want to pick it. You don't want to try to pick something that you think, I mean, obviously you want to pick a date that you think she'll enjoy, but you don't want to try to sit there and think like, what's the perfect date to impress her? What you want to do is find something that you think will be fun for you and for her and then invite her to join you. Yeah. How can she impress me? Yeah. A little bit. It's, it's, it's a two way street. You know, we get into this, like some guys go too far with this, like, oh, I'm going to qualify her and I'm the king or whatever. Well, Actually, it's just a two-way street. And because most guys don't do any qualifying at all, you kind of have to talk about it that way. But really, you're going to be qualifying each other. And so right. just make sure you're doing your, your end of that. Yeah. And then if you make it through that first date, you have a fun time with her, tell her good night, tell her, hey, thanks so much for the fun time. And then instead of texting back and forth with her 5,000 times a day, maintain a little bit of contact, but 
for the most part, give her some time and space to think about you. Yeah. Because well, what do you think? What do you oh, sorry, I'm gonna interrupt, but what do you think about kissing on the first date? Okay. Um, you certainly can. For me, what I recommend is going for a kiss by the end of the second date, no matter what. Okay. Or at yes. least putting a feeler. If you can't go that far, put a feeler out and see how it goes. So I, I think by the end of the second date, you have to go for a kiss. Otherwise, it turns into a friend zone situation. And so if you want to kiss her on the first date, you can. Here's what I recommend for that. If you're not sure if she's interested, you can put out a feeler like, hey, if you keep looking at me, at me that way, I might have to kiss you later. And then just kind of see how she reacts to that verbal uh, cue about kissing. And then that will kind of tell you if she wants to be kissed or not in a more kind of direct way where you don't have to just awkwardly go for it and have her turn her face or whatever. So you can try that if you're not 100% sure if she likes you. If you think she's interested in you, I recommend waiting until the end of the second date to build up that tension even more and make it even more powerful when you do when you do kiss. Okay. So that's my recommendation. Okay. And I then like it. Yeah, I mean, here's the biggest thing that guys don't understand when it comes to dating in my opinion. A woman's interest in you goes up the most when you're not with her and you're not texting her 5000 times and she's thinking about you in her own mind. And you have to give her the time and space to allow that to happen. That's where her interest grows the most. So between dates, you want to give her some time and space. Yeah. And again, if she, te- if she texts you, you can text her back. You can have fun, be playful. Just don't do anything serious. Don't have like rapport building conversations over text. You know, you want to get to know her in person. And then you want to ask her out again. And so you go through this process of continually asking her out and then waiting a little bit and asking her out again. And then if she shows up on the third date and she's kissed you on the second date, she kisses you again on the third date, that's a really positive indication that you can make it to the point where she wants to be your girlfriend. Because most women will will go out with you once, eh, maybe. If they're interested in you, they'll go out with you twice. And if they're really interested in you, then they'll show up, they'll be excited, and they'll show up on time for your third date. And of course, they'll kiss you or kiss you back enthusiastically. So those are the things that really matter. Instead of just sitting there like wondering like, oh, does she like me or not? Oh my God, I think she really likes me. And uh, thinking with your emotions and your hormones, instead, just follow these checkpoints. Did she give you her number? Did she say yes to your date invitation? Did she actually show up on the on the date? And was she on time? Uh, did she kiss you after the at least second date? Did she show up for your third date? And then here's where it gets really interesting. If you keep repeating that process about six to nine times, so after about six to nine dates, during that period, at some point, and sometimes it's earlier, but usually you want to think about this not just as a first date. You want to think about the first two to three months as kind of your first impression as the first stage of dating. So back up a little bit and think about the first three dates and then the first six to nine dates as kind of like your uh, dating process instead of just the first date. Okay. And then when she, when she gets to that six to nine dates, at some point, if she gets interested in you enough, she's going to bring up the idea of being in a relationship with you in some way. Now, most women are not going to just directly be like, hey, do you want to be my boyfriend? Even though some women will, but most women are not going to do that. So what they're going to do is they're going to bring up the topic 
of being in a relationship in some indirect way. So they're going to say something like, hey, where's this relationship headed? So my what friend are we? Me, like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they're going to they're gonna bring that topic up. And that's the point when you know she's ready to be your girlfriend. And that's when you can ask her. And I recommend waiting for her to bring that up because it's all about her interest. And so once her interest is high enough, that's the right time. And the only way you're going to know is by looking for those uh, signals from her. And then when she gives you that like verbal cue of like, hey, I'm kind of ready for this now, then you can, you know, a little while later or whatever, you can say, hey, do you want to be my girlfriend or however you want to do it. Okay. I like that. And that's kind of, that's kind of how that that first part goes. Okay. And so like what what behavior changes once she's like, I'm in? Like, do you start sharing uh, more? Do you start bringing her into your life more? Or is this done in the six to nine day time window? That's a really good question. So a lot of the things that maintain uh, her interest are things that you want to do from the beginning. They just, they don't make her more interested in you. So some of these things can make her less interested in you if you don't do them, but they don't make her more interested in you. So they just become more important after she's in love with you and her interest is really high. So for example, respect. Obviously, you want to respect her from the first date. However, after she's already kind of being vulnerable with you, she's super interested in you, respect becomes really important for her to stay in love with you. Mm -hmm. And so an example of this is... um, not checking out other women when you're on a date with her. Mm -hmm. So obviously you shouldn't do that on the first date, but it's even worse if you do that after she's already your girlfriend or your wife. Oh yeah. So Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I'm currently, okay. So this guy I was talking to on the phone the other day, Mm -hmm. he was talking about his ex-wife and, and I haven't seen what she looks like. And I know he's very interested in me, but he said, I said, oh, was she, you know, I just said, was she, I'm assuming she was very pretty. And he's like, oh my God, she was so hot. She was like really <laughs> hot. And so that already, it's like, if we're if I ever marry this dude, which I'm sure I won't, if I do, I'm going to be holding that against him for the rest of my life. Because yeah. it was like, he's trying, he's trying to court me. And he's like, oh yeah, she was so hot. She was beautiful. Uh, like you can't, even if that was the truth, eventually maybe down the road, you can, you know be more honest, but in that, you have to tiptoe a tiny bit at the beginning. But wait, let me ask you a question about that because, sorry to interrupt you, but I, what did that do for you? Like when he said that, did it, did you pull back? Did you feel disconnected? Did you feel challenged that you have to like step up? Like it, I'm just asking because it may have had, may have actually had a good reaction. You may not have liked hearing it, but it may have had a good reaction. No, not for me. Okay. I definitely pulled back and I felt disconnected. And so I, it's not like I was like already head over heels or anything like that, but it was like whatever tiptoeing forward I was doing, like slowly going, okay, all right, I'm on the phone. Let me, it's not that bad. Then I started tiptoeing backwards. I was like, okay, that grossed me out. That just, it showed that he really wasn't aware of me in yeah. the situation. I, I would have the same reaction. Yeah. I think. Yeah. But it, you, if I was, Early twenties, I I think that it would make me try harder to get his attention, not yeah, necessarily make him yeah, sure. have me like him more, but I would definitely try to get his attention on me if I really liked him. But I think that would be a because now turn you're entering now, now you're entering the competition to see if you can win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But now I just be like, oh, we're not on the same page. Yeah, on this yeah, at I, this age, I'm not interested in competing. 
But I think even if you're young, I think that there's a better way to say that. Something like, "Oh my god, well, yes. I only I, I only date women that I'm very attracted to." Yes, exactly. Then that's that's also complimenting you without saying any compliment. Exactly. Yeah, that, I think it, that's a better it showed way to that, say he, that. And that's that's a red flag too that you have to pay attention to. It's like, yeah, okay. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about talking about your ex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, is he still hooked on her? Is he still into her? Yeah, still, God. You know, okay. Now we're in Christmas Men therapy session. Both. Yeah, I love it. Now we're talking. (laughs) I think men and women both make this mistake, but I think men make it more often. It's not a good idea to talk about your exes very much on the first couple of dates with a new person. Because again, like you just said, they're going to think like, oh, maybe he's not over her or maybe he has issues with that or something like that. It's not a positive thing. It doesn't help you build a connection with someone. What you can say, like if, if a woman starts talking about her exes or whatever, First of all, never put down her exes or your exes. So even if you think the guy was a total D-bag or whatever, you don't say that to her. No, see, I no, I was going to say, I'm totally okay if you want to talk shit on her because I think that is a connection point. And, I mean, not talk shit to the point where it's like, this is weird yeah. and why are we so focused on our exes? But if you can come together and mutually agree that like maybe, you know, you dis- he dislikes her ex and you're like, yeah, not that you want him to hate her, but I think that's a right. little bit more acceptable, at least in my world, to talk about rather than so, to say how beautiful and hot and gorgeous she was. <laughs> right. Sure. Yeah, exactly. So you, you can be honest about it a little bit, but I think also a woman sometimes, if you say a lot of negative things about your ex, she thinks like, oh, maybe that's going to be me at some point. And, you know, she doesn't want to hear True. like that you're going to say those bad things about her later. And so it's really yeah. just kind of a dangerous topic to bring up. Yeah, just have and, some tact. And generally, yeah, you just want to say like, you know, she was cool. It didn't work out, whatever. And don't don't really get into the details. You're there together to start something new. You don't necessarily need to rehash the past. Now, right. again, like after you're with her for a year or two and you're having a conversation about it, maybe you can talk about it yeah, a little more. Yeah, go into detail. It, yeah. <laughs> in, the, in the beginning, not a good idea. Yeah. Well, because, and I think that's a that's like a big difference of when you're in the relationship and when you're not in the relationship yet about investing more of yourself slowly and continuing yes. to do so as you get deeper into the relationship that you ask questions, you share stories about yourself, how you think, how you feel, what your past was like. That That's how you get closer and closer and closer and closer. And there there are tidbits of that. There has to be in the very beginning. But I, you know, I like what you're saying. In, in the beginning, it's not all rainbows and butterflies. You definitely want to give sincere responses to questions that are being asked about some hard situations. But you may not want to delve into the nitty-gritty emotional part of it because that can take away from the fun, playful side. So you can still be real and give like a real answer. Like, yeah, like my last relationship, you know, tore me a new one. It was really difficult and challenging and heartbreaking. But that's good news for our situation. I've got two holes now. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) And then you can say like, I, but I've learned so much from that. And then, you know, as you continue to date, you can can share a little bit more. But I think like once you get into the relationship, that's the point when you can start sharing a little bit more thoroughly and honestly and tell more details about things that happened. Definitely. Yeah, I think you can definitely give a real answer. I think you should do that and then gracefully transition into something more positive instead of dwelling on it. Yeah, 
I agree. We're actually getting up to uh, the end of our show right now. I have so many more questions for you, but I believe that you have a lot of those questions answered in the program that you created, which really dives into the details and the nitty gritty about how to actually do this, how to maintain a relationship, how to select the right women for you, how to um, keep that new, fresh feeling alive so that she doesn't jump ship and start dating somebody else. Uh, And so people who want to find out more details about that program of yours, Jim, they go to winggirlmethod.com slash Jim Keep. winggirlmethod.com slash Jim Keep. Jim, thank you so much for coming onto the show and sharing all this information with us. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Kristen and Marnie. I appreciate it. Yeah, Kristen was not as moody as I thought she was going to be. I'm glad that you were able to perk her up a little bit. Because I've had the mute the mute button on, just crying. Right, I know. She's like, oh no, that's horrible. That sucks so. That sucks so much. There's no way around that, Kristen. That sucks a lot. Yeah, Yeah, but next time, Jim, I will rip you a new one for sure. (laughs) I hope so. You know, I'm actually I'm writing another book that's kind of cool. So maybe maybe we can do it again later if you guys want. She's like, it's not so cool. Yeah, yeah. If you call your book cool, yeah, you are you already deserve my wrath. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I hope so. I want more of that. Come on. I know he's disappointed <laughs> okay, after time. listening to our show now. Well, she likes <laughs> you. So anyway, thank you so much for coming on to the show. Kristen, thank you for doing the show today, even though you are going through a hard time. And I'm really sorry that you have to go through this right now. Thank you. Thank I've, you. I've met for him sure. and he's wonderful. So yeah. I'm really sorry. It's just, <sighs> you know, he's been my best friend for five years. And so it's, it's hard. It's just hard to say goodbye. But it's such a deep connection, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm shallow, but this, this is actually deep. So. <laughs> oh yeah, the dogs awesome. do that to you. Yeah. They make yeah, shallow they people. Do. Unco- unconditional love. You don't care yeah. about their values or any of that. They just love you and you love yeah. them. And, That's and true. he didn't talk about you know, how too- beautiful his last owners were. So <laughs> maybe he was. <laughs> they were ugly. Don't worry. Right, they exactly. definitely were. <laughs> Anyway, thank you to both of you for coming onto the show today and sharing all of that wonderful information with us. Again, if you want to find out more about Jim, go to winggirlmethod.com slash Jim Keep and you can write in questions to our show. I know we didn't answer any today because I just thought Jim had a lot of helpful information uh, and um, I didn't want to throw any questions at him. But if you do want to send in questions for our show for us to overanalyze with our other guests, then send them into ask at askwomenpodcast.com and we will overanalyze them on air. New episodes of the Ask Women Podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Please go and subscribe to our show. Do not download individual episodes. It's a waste of a time for you when you could be spending that time meeting other women. You guys are awesome. We'll see you next week. 